make way for the king. Rogers on the move. End zone for Adams. See you later. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Football Capital Podcast. I am your host, Austin Dugas, and along with me today, I've got a good buddy of mine. We go to the same school, uh, another big football advocate, another Patriots fan, unfortunately, like Doug. <laughs> um, uh, play fantasy football together, talk football together all the time. Uh, good buddy of mine, play basketball, all the good stuff. Uh, I want to introduce you all to Noah Boss. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Noah. Um, like Austin said, I'm a Pats fan. I'm waiting for the booze. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like football a lot. I've been a Pats fan all my life. Grew up with them. Uh, sad Tom Brady's gone, but he's doing well. Happy for him. Hurts a little bit. But uh, yeah, I go to the same school as Austin. Uh, we're, we're good friends and stuff. We kept up with each other. Uh, I am pretty good at fantasy football Austin may have an argument against that but I don't know I think I could have made some good trades they didn't get vetoed um (laughs) but yeah I'm excited to get into it um thank you for having me on Austin I really wish that I would have pulled up your fantasy offer with Holland that was was terrible that was the worst fantasy trade I think I've ever seen in my life and I wish I wish I I wish I would have wrote it down for y'all so I could have read it to y'all but uh no Noah was not pretty good at fantasy he's pretty easy to make terrible trades on I think I traded him I traded you Mark Andrews for Michael Thomas but I was also hoping that Michael Thomas would yeah come back like hurt yeah. still hurt so I got screwed over it didn't really do anything for me because Michael Thomas was hurt and Mark Andrews did not produce last year so right right kind of a I'm gonna come back with a vengeance so I'm coming back I'm getting a chip this year same thing, my <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today in this episode, um, we're going to be doing the AFC or sorry, not AFC, NFC East uh, predictions. Uh, wrapped up the AFC yesterday, and so we're going to hop over to the NFC. We were, I was going to try to do the NFC North today, that didn't happen. Mike was busy, um, so I want to make sure I have him on for the Packers uh, video and get him talking about the Packers sure. more. Um, and before we get into the news and stories, I just want to show everyone this great picture I got behind Quentin Nelson hitting that keg stand. Uh, so Belichick on crack behind him. There's my man. <laughs> um, so before we get into the predictions, there's been a few stories that went around the league today. Uh, pretty big ones, actually. So we're just going to hop right into those before the predictions. Uh, starting off first, we have the Chiefs defensive end, Frank Clark who got arrested in Los Angeles with gun charges. Police say he had an Uzi in a bag in his Lamborghini SUV, which I didn't even know there were Lamborghini SUVs. Um, And then he said, they they said he was released on bond. And so my question going forward is how will the NFL and the Chiefs respond? Because the Chiefs have not put a statement out yet. I mean, I think you hear, this happens once he multiple times a year to NFL players. I mean, I, you know, I don't really know 
you know, much about their personal lives or nothing or how Frank Clark, you know, what he does and his pet and then, you know, and out of football. But the, the thing that happens is he'll probably get fined or something or get a slap on the wrist. And that's going to be it. It's going to be – and the Chiefs are not going to come out on a statement because they want all of it to blow over to. So, I mean, it's, it's just going to be one of them things you'll hear for about a week, and you might hear it first game of the season by the announcers or something. But it's going to blow over for him. I mean, if he got released on bail, yeah, not a big deal. But it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. So. <laughs> no, it's not a good look. And, I mean, it'll blow over. He'll get a slap on the wrist, probably a fine. I mean, yeah, not, nothing's worse than deflating footballs and – beating the Colts in the yeah. championship game. Yeah, you know, it's low-hanging fruit, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I still defend them. Moving on to the second uh, story of the day. This one's pretty big, actually. Uh, Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib becomes the first active NFL player to announce he's gay. Um, congratulations to Carl. Um, yeah. Good for him. Uh, a lot of people were confused in the – and like Twitter and stuff saying like, what about Michael Sam? The thing about Michael Sam was he never truly made an active roster. Like, yeah, he got drafted, but he never made an active roster. Um, and obviously Carl Nassib is a pretty good defensive lineman for the Raiders. So just one big congratulations yeah. to him and everything. And, you know, it's good to hear that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> playing football, you know, and having that mindset, you know, having that there's like such a stigma. You know, there was, a, there was a lot um, of there was a lot of nasty comments like under the post. Oh, of course, of course, of course. You're gonna have those people, but I mean, I think the league now, as long as you're doing your job on the field, nobody's gonna care. <laughs> it's really not a big. <laughs> you know deal. what I'm saying? I mean, it's good. It's good yeah. for him. I yeah. Mean, what? It, it's not I mean, that's a big deal, deal though, coming out like that. So, yeah, props yeah. to him. That's a that's a huge step. Um, probably see a whole bunch of more players come out. So, good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good to hear. Uh, happy for him. Um, yeah. Third story of the day, uh, Cardinals first-round linebacker, Zayvon Collins, who I thought was way too high of a pick anyway, was arrested yeah. last night in Scottsdale, Arizona, for excessive speeding and reckless driving. He was released a short time after. Um, once again, no comment from the team or NFL. So, Yeah. I mean, terrible thing because it's a rookie, probably going to affect him coming to training camp, going in and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, another thing, slap on the wrist. NFL text, didn't really do a great job um, at doing anything. So I don't know if you remember my roommate, Zach, freshman year, but he's a Cardinals fan. Yeah, yeah, of fan. course. I texted him and told him about it because he's a Cardinals fan. His response was funny. Hold on, let me pull up his, his response. <laughs> he, had me, he had me dying laughing. He said uh, – I, I sent him the tweet Shafter put out talking about it. And Zach's response was, guess you could say he's off to a fast start. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, for sure. But gosh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you work your way up to be like, you know, that, that's as far as you can go as the NFL. And then you're going to do some stupid stuff like that. I just don't get it. But, you know, hopefully he'll learn from this, especially because you're a rookie and you don't even have a certain, like a solid spot on a roster yet. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's like out. I said before, he's already out. Slap on the wrist, like Noah said. Yeah, slap it's gonna blow wrist. over. Yeah. Um, now this story just just came out um, a few minutes ago, actually, right before we started recording this. Kind of uh, sad to hear. Uh, Vikings rookie defensive Taylor Jalen 
I don't want to mispronounce his last name. It is T-W-Y-M-A-N, so Twaman, which was shot four times while visiting his aunt in Washington, D.C. His agent came out and said, wrong place, wrong time, which I don't know how you would say that. I mean, I understand the comment. Like, I understand the saying. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's the appropriate thing to that's say. That's a weird, that is weird. That is weird to say as a, as a um, uh, you know, makes it sound like a cover up. But um, the agent, the agent yeah, said, terrible. the agent said talking to him today, he's going to be okay. And so that's all that matters. Um, they're saying that he's going to make a full recovery. But, I mean, com- I mean, you just hate to hear it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just terrible news, um, especially because he's, I mean, to anybody, but, you know, a rookie, you know, hey, you know, that's your dream to play in the NFL. And you get shot four times? I mean, four times. That's nutty. I don't know. You know, there could be context behind it that we don't know. Um, but yeah, it's terrible. Glad that he's going to be uh, recovering, full recovery. That's great. Um, hopefully he'll be able to play. You know, hopefully it didn't hit nothing where it's going to, you know, linger and stuff like that. But yeah, that's just terrible. That's kind of that's kind of my thought process when I heard it too. Like how long? Obviously, recovery is yeah. most important at this time. But like how long until he can actually? get back and uh, right. be himself or whatever. So uh, it's just an awful story. You hate to hear it. And, um, you know, wishing him a full recovery, a speedy recovery, uh, because you just never want to hear that. Yeah, I know. Gosh. And the crazy thing is all of these stories came out in the span of, like, four hours. Like, the NFL has been so quiet, like I've said in, like, a previous episode. Yeah. Like, it's been quiet. Like, people are having voluntary camps and stuff getting a little work in here and there, like nothing big, not any free agent signings, barely right. small, small names getting away from teams. And then today all four big stories dropped. It's like, all right, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm assuming, you know, cause OTAs ended, you know, they're just, you know, they had their like their little like summer break stuff goes down. More players yeah. are just in the public eye, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, they don't even hopefully have- we don't hear many more of those, but, they don't even have that big of a break, honestly, because I was I think I was talking about yeah. episode. I mean, you got June, but June's almost over. Right. And then you got all of July, which they'll have a break. But then mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame game is the first week of August. I first think. week of August. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's after that game. I mean, it's it's preseason football every week. So, yeah. And like then said, you're straight into regular season. Yeah. So like I said, in my last yeah, I'm week, excited. Got to get, get get to August. Yeah, exactly. Just get to August, and it's going to be the best time of the year again. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, it's, I'm so amped, bro. Oh, man. As soon as football season ends, I sit there, and I'm just like, I can't believe there's no football on. for Because you don't know what to do on Sundays. You don't know what to do on Thursdays or Mondays. It's like you just school. sit there. School. Yeah, you just do school, and it sucks. Well, for us, I mean, if you're an adult and you have a real job, yeah, it sucks but, for you too. But Yeah. Uh, football is always a great thing to look forward to. So it's a great time. season. It's a great time to get together with people and exactly have fun and take a couple hours forgetting about uh, everything. <laughs> you know, if you're stressed out with your job or with school or whatever, you can get together with friends and watch football for a couple hours and forget and enjoy the little things. And I love that. I mean, that's one exactly. of the reasons I love football. For sure. Yeah, I agree. That's what got me. I mean, I've been a fan since I was, I mean, obviously, growing up, you know, you choose a team, you know, and then you just ride with them. So, but yeah, 
God, I just love football so much. I think it's the most satisfying sport to watch. That's the like one sport I get amped about. I get so competitive. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. I think uh, college teams, football, are, college football, and NFL football. I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah, I mean, football is approaching soon. Uh, so we're excited for that, obviously. But uh, moving on from those four stories, it is time to get to the point of this episode, which is to delve into the NFC East predictions from Noah and myself. Yep. Um, so pretty much if you're new um, or if you're a recurring watcher, uh, quick breakdown of how this goes. Pretty much I'll give who I think is going to win the division. Um, I will give their ceiling, so how well I think they can potentially do. I will get, go over their toss-up games, meaning what teams I think uh, will be a hard game for them, could kind of go either way. And then their floor, which is their bare, bare minimum of what I think they'll do. I'll say who I think is going to go first, win the division. Noah will then go say who he thinks he's going to win the division, give his ceiling, floor, toss-up games, all that. And we'll work our way down the list. Now that we have two people and it's not just myself listing we'll have two people and have conversations back and forth which will make it a little bit better a little more entertaining right so um starting off i believe that the washington football team is going to win the nfc east um with that in mind they do have a very hard schedule uh four of their five hardest games are at home which honestly pro con it's it's kind of good because you're at home and so all your easier games are away. So those are games that I think they should absolutely win. Um, yeah. For their ceiling, I got them at 12 and 5. Um, and that's okay. a little – I think that's a little bold. But at the same time, I think they have the potential just with that defense. Um, yeah. I don't think they have too many toss-up games. Um, there's games that they are not the favorite. There's games that they're the favorite. And the toss-up games for me are the Chargers and the Cowboys. Um for sure. And for their floor, I think the bare minimum they're going to get is 10 and 7. I don't think they're going much lower than 10 and 7. I think they're going to at least win 10 games minimum. Yeah, I think they're like the most well-rounded team uh, in that division right now. But I'll get uh, more into that when uh, my turn goes around. But yeah. Nah, it's you, buddy. You give your uh, predictions for who you think is going to win now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I um I also chose Washington football team. Uh, apparently, that's not a very popular opinion. Uh, when I was looking around at articles and stuff, people are saying Cowboys. I just don't see it. I don't see the Cowboys winning it. Um, I think Washington has the best uh, all-around team. That defense is going to bail them out just like they did last year. Uh, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he's a slinger. He's going to have some turnovers, but he's going to score you some touchdowns. And he showed that every about every team he went to. They got McLaurin, Samuel on the outside. They got a solid offensive line. I mean, they're going to be good. So when Fitzpatrick does throw some interceptions, that defense is going to be right there. And they're going to, they're going to, you know, it's going to be easy fallback. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, did read something, though, that the NFC East has not had two back to back um division winners since like 17 years ago so they're like cursed so uh since the eagles in like 01 to 04 or something um but yeah i think washington's just the strongest favorite but like any year nfl could go i mean we could see philly win it or the giants win it which i don't think are the favorites but you never know that's the thing injuries 
happens, stuff happens. So, but yeah, man. I mean, I agree with everything Noah said. I think he's pretty much right on the money with all of his takes. They've got weapons, McKissick and Gibson in the backfield also. You can't forget them. Um, yep. Fitzpatrick, he plays well. You know, he was playing well last year. Um, so, if he's playing well, full speed ahead, Taylor Heineke showed some serious potential. So, exactly. who knows if he was to step in and play. Um so all around, just like Noah said, they're kind of like a Swiss Army knife. They've just got a good foundation. They got a good coach. Just top to yeah. bottom, they have, I think just they just have the best potential to be successful in that division right now. Um, yeah. My ceiling, uh, I forgot to mention, my ceiling. I think they are gonna lose some games. Um, I didn't write down who they were playing, but I have them on a three. Week losing streak weeks five through seven, uh, five through seven. I don't know if you could pull that up or if you have it for what teams those are, but I, if I can remember them, I definitely would have a reason. Um, because that separates them from going 11 and seven instead of, I mean, no, not 11 and seven, 13 and five, um, instead of 10 and eight. Okay, so week five, they play the Saints. We, yeah, I see, I just think that's week six, they play the Chiefs, week seven, they play the Packers. So, I, those are those yeah. are those are some. That's of the, a tough stretch. Those were some of the games that I was listing where I mm-hmm. said those are those are five games that they are not the favorite. Right. They yeah. are not, they are not the favorite against the Bills, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Packers, or the Bucks, and, yeah, probably, just, and probably the Seahawks too. Those, okay, so six. I'd say they're not the favorite in six games. Yeah, I did have them winning that Bucks game. There was like a revenge game. That game's going to be huge, lots of energy. I think that is when they are going to upset Tom Brady. I think he is going to implode like he does every year, one or two games a year. Uh, being a longtime Pats fan, it hurts every time that happens, but I just – I got that feeling. Uh, and my floor for them, I don't think they can get much worse, uh, eight and ten. Um, I think they're going to be solid. I don't think it's going to take a whole lot to win that division because uh, it really hasn't changed too much. But I think Washington is just a solid team all around. So I think they're going to win it at 10 and 8. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely agree with Noah's take there all the way around. Washington on top. Um, coming in at second for me, uh, I definitely got the Cowboys at second. Uh, I also have their ceiling as 12 and 5. I think that them and Washington mm. will be battling it out the whole year. It'll be a cat and mouse game back and forth. One week it'll be the Cowboys on top. One week it'll be Washington. It's going to be back and forth the whole year. But I think Washington at the end will be the team that comes away with it because that hard stretch that they have is in the middle. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, exactly. Their stretch at the end is pretty easy. So, um, yeah. So with the Cowboys, their ceiling is definitely 12 and 5, in my opinion. And I'm, Basing that solely on their offensive fi- uh, firepower, uh, Mike McCarthy, I don't think is a good coach anymore. Um, he struggled last year. Uh, Dak coming off an injury is going to be you're going to have to watch him uh, carefully to see if he can produce the same way. I think Zeke is very overrated. Um, he hasn't produced uh, like Zeke has, since his second year, maybe. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that receiving core can be very deadly. So, if Dak can come back to even a shell of himself, they'll be able to be explosive on offense. What's going to hold them hold them back is their defense. They did not address the defense in the way that I thought they should have. Um, they're second, Especially in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I don't – it's on them. Uh, but I think their defense is definitely going to be their downside. And defense wins championships. 
So they're toss-up games for me. I got the Chargers, Minnesota, Washington, and Arizona. Um, those are the games where I think that it can go either way. And then their floor, I got nine and eight. So they're either going to okay. be up, they're either going to be up or they're going to be down. There, there's not really down middle of the pack, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, it's pretty much how I kind of based it off of. Um, I have the Cowboys either blowing up and doing extremely well, like getting super lucky, or they are going to do just trash, terrible. They are not going to compete. So my ceiling for them, I have them uh, – I also picked them second, by the way. Um, I think they got – you know, they got a good team, but their defense, like you said, is going to hold them back. Uh, their ceiling, I think – I mean, this is a bold take. So I'm going 14-4. and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, just wait, you, realize, you realize they're playing 17 games, right? It's 18 weeks, 14, 17 games. 14 and 3, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, just hear me out. I think if they get Dak back, Dak is going to have – I mean, they, he signed that huge – he's come back from injury. They got a good <laughs> – they got a good, I think, relationship now. So, <laughs> I think – I think they could do it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a bold take. I said it was a bold take. But their floor, this is where I think they could do – they can implode on themselves. It's six and uh, – I mean, yeah, six and 11. So, I think they could do absolutely great, uh, possibly even win the division at 14 – or at 14 and three. Um, but the floor, I get them as uh, six and 11. So, the only thing that I'm excited about seeing with that defense is they hired Dan Quinn as their new defensive coordinator. So I'm thinking maybe if he simplifies some things for the boys, then they could get stuff going and actually compete. Unlike last year, it just felt like they were playing with like six guys on the field. So, but yeah, that's, that is uh, my take on the Cowboys. I think they're going to come in second, but it's not going to be easy. They could, very well easily drop all the way to last as well. Just depends how that defense plays out. It would be nice to see anybody compete out of the NFC East next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so coming in third, um, I got the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be coming third in the division. But I don't think it's going to be too far off. Like, I don't think it's going to be a big gap from third to second at all. Um, Giants are definitely up and coming for sure. Um Daniel Jones, I've said it in previous episodes, this is his make or break year. If he can't succeed with this talent around him, then he's not not, not the person they'll move on after this year. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, um, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. Um, they got another one. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but they have the talent on offense. Offensive line is still not very good. Still needs to work on that a little bit. For some reason, the Giants just can't draft offensive linemen. Uh, their defense, though, definitely surprised me last year. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of talent on that defense. Definitely. What was that one game? Sorry to interrupt, but what was that one game where they uh, – they, they uh, huge upset. I can't remember. Was it against the Chiefs? No. No, they didn't beat the Chiefs. Come on now. I, I, but I'm, you know what game I'm talking about. Maybe it was – did they play Tampa? I can't remember, but it was like a big upset. Hold on. It was like a huge day for fantasy. Like the New York Giants fantasy defense just went off. It might have been 
See, I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I think it was maybe it was uh, a LA was Rams. Was that I, team, I could have sworn it was last year. They did have a big upset. See, they lost to Tampa last year. They did have a big upset against Tampa, I think, two years ago. Oh, Seattle. It was Seattle. It was Seattle. Look at that game. They may have lost it, but I thought it was an upset because they're deep. Oh, okay. So, so they, they beat Seattle 17 to 12. Yeah, I remember it was that game. That game I watched, and I was so impressed. They were getting after Russell Wilson, even though he has like no offensive line. <laughs> um, but they were getting after him, and I've never seen him get sacked so many times. It was such a great game. But, uh, yeah. So, going back to what you were saying. I mean, you could be Carson Wentz on the Eagles getting sacked 50 times and hit, like, 70-plus. So Yeah, or Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, either one. I mean, that's, like, (laughs) the luck numbers in his first couple years. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I brought up the Giants because it was – I think it was two years ago and the Giants were playing either the Bucs or the 49ers, and Daniel Jones ran it in from, like, 15 to 20 yards out or whatever. Yeah. That's the game I was thinking of. That's why when I said two years ago – but yeah, back to back to the Giants real quick. Their defense has definitely turned a few heads this last year, um, getting a little bit better. I think I think they definitely have their coach finally. Um, yeah, he's he's building a winning culture there. It seems like for their ceiling, I got them at ten and seven. Um, although I do think that they are a good team in the rise. Um, I don't think they're gonna, you know, take that leap yet. But I think they're on the way of taking that leap. Uh, their toss up games for me include the Bears. If Andy Dalton's the quarterback, if Justin Fields is the quarterback, I think it's a different story. Uh, Washington, I think they'll they'll compete against Washington one game. Uh, Yeah. Dolphins, because Tua. um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Don't know what Tua's going to do. And then the Panthers. But I have seen reports that Sam Darnold has been doing very well in camp. Yeah, I heard that as well. That'll be interesting. And then for their floor – Unfortunately, I got them at six and eleven. Um, Saquon can't stay healthy. Um, God forbid he gets hurt again. The Galladay Jones connection doesn't work out well, um, and that offense continues to not produce with the efficiency that I think a lot of people think they should. Um, so yeah, they're right in the middle. I think they could fight for a playoff spot if they're lucky. Um, but that's, that's pretty much my take on the Giants ending up third. Yeah, um, I, I, I we're going three for three. Uh, so we have the same uh, standing. It doesn't surprise I pick, me. I pick – I know it's pretty easy division to kind of pick out. But um, I pick Giants as well as third, but I place them as a flex for second just in case my, like, uh, guess of the Cowboys imploding uh, this coming season works out. Uh, I think they could sneak in in second place. And, uh, yeah, like you said, maybe even grab the playoff spot. I think they're going to compete with Washington more than the Cowboys will, actually. I think Washington is going to have the worst games at New York and when New York goes to them. I, I just I don't know why. I just got that feeling. Like you said, they got a good, pretty good offense. Kenny Galladay is going to be a huge step up. Sterling Shepard. I mean, that's a pretty nasty duo. Saquon's coming back. I don't know where we're going to have to see if he's still got that, you know, explosiveness. I'm sure he will. Um, my ceiling for them, though, is uh, seven and nine. I mean, seven and ten. <laughs> and uh, my floor for them is four and 13. Uh-huh. So, 
I could see them doing middle of the pack, being competitive, or I could see them just, you know, having another bad year. Daniel Jones is going to get out of there. Saquon most likely going to be traded. And then you're going to have Kenny Galladay there with some random quarterback next year. But I don't know. I'm excited to see. Like I said, I was very impressed with their defense. I think they had some – they definitely have potential. Um, they just got to piece it together. And I think they uh, – this season they'll definitely have a competitive season finally. So I'm interested yeah. to see where uh, when fantasy rolls around because we're going to yeah. start talking about fantasy here soon. Yeah. Uh, on this channel and everything. I'm very interested to see when we draft or whatever, when we have our league this year, where Saquon ends up. Because if I end up – I'm with, thinking second, third round probably. Oh, that's that's oh, that's a little much. I don't think he's going to go that think high. No, nah, I don't think I'm that thinking, I'm thinking he doesn't need to be drafted in the top ten. Oh, okay, okay. But if we have 12 people in our league again, I don't think there's a reason he shouldn't go in the second. Right. Uh, I think it's I just, just think there's going to be a lot of questions. I just think, with, him, so. yeah, that's the that's that's the thing, the question mark. And I don't know how many mock drafts you have done yet, but I don't remember where Saquon is. He's probably still pretty high, but yeah, if I, if I had a high pick, I wouldn't trust Saquon no. to be a back. I would take Henry. CMC, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Kamara, Kamara, yeah, Kamara. I take all of them over Saquon right now. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, so, he's been out of the league for a year. So, so, don't get me wrong. I like Saquon. I think the potential. Oh yeah, who does easy? Yeah, it just sucks because I mean, you just got to be real and just be like, yeah, you tore your ACL. <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks. I hope you do the best. You, you know, I hope you does come back to where he was because his rookie and his uh, second year were great. He was pretty good. He was pretty productive. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, that'll, that's fantasy stuff for another video. Um, yeah, anyway, going on. To wrap up the division, uh, Eagles, I don't think – I think Eagles are losing the division. I don't think there's a chance Eagles make a push to third, second, anything. Eagles are losing this division. And I think it's just because of the – dysfunction going around the organization right now. Um, Howie Roseman is not that great of a GM. Um, I think their owner is not great. Uh, I love Nick Sirianni, the head coach. He was the Colts offensive coordinator for a few years. His offensive schemes are very, very good. Um, but I do think him being a first-time head coach is going to come with a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, so he might struggle yeah. a little bit at the beginning. Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to struggle still. Um, uh, I did like I did like what I saw from him there last year, though. I think he showed some good potential. He definitely showed some potential, but he also with uh, there was a few games where his completion percentage and some of the stuff he was doing didn't look good. So he's going to find that balance. Um, but Devontae Smith, obviously, is a talented player, so we'll see how he adjusts that receiving core. But they don't have any other receivers besides Rager. Um, We've had some flashes. And they, had uh, Travis, they have Travis Fulgham, who was decent in fantasy for like two weeks and then dipped. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, Miles Sanders is a good running back. Their offensive line is not good. Clearly, you saw Wentz get no. torched last year. Uh, their defense does not nothing to write home about either. So, Eagles are losing this division. Um, their ceiling for me is 5-12. to 12. I think that's being kind of generous, too. 
Um, their toss-up games, I have them as the Jets, Broncos, and Lions. Um, and their floor is three and fourteen. I wouldn't be surprised if they're top five worst next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um yeah, obviously I put Philly last. I just think like what Austin said, they're just not a good organization. They literally imploded in the matter of five years. Like or like whenever they won the Super Bowl in like what, 17, 18? What was it? Seven. They beat New England. I think I it was think, 17. I think it was I think it was 17. Yeah, it was yeah. 17 because that was the year that Wentz was having his MVP year and Thor's ACL in like right. week 14 or something. Yeah. Um, after that season, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, I know they had people, you know, people leave, you know. It, it was just like uh, Wentz got hurt. I think that's a big issue. And then, you know, uh, you know, uh, office changes, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, they're just not a good – they're in that stage, I think, they might be in there for a while, depending on how Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith turn out this coming year. I could see them kind of in like a Cleveland Brown situation, kind of in a rut for a long time. And so they can get like the right people in there. It doesn't, it, you know, it can't just be players. You got to have coaches, GMs, you got to have a whole nine yards here for something to work out. So it just depends. Um, but I don't have high hopes for them. I think they're going to be struggling for a while. Uh, my ceiling for them is only eight and nine. I think uh, they might squeeze out some close ones, but I don't. I'm not very uh, hopeful of it. And then their floor, I have them as uh, have them as five and twelve, <laughs> like uh, pretty close to Austin. Like I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, regardless. Um, so yeah, I just uh, they. I I mean maybe I think <laughs> the thing is I think the Cowboys are going to lose to Philly. <laughs> at least one out of the two games. And I think Philly may even beat Washington once because that division is just so screwy. And when they play each other, it's just a toss-up. So like many divisions, but yeah, Philly not looking good this year, I don't think. Um, But I'm excited to see it work out. I'm excited to see this whole division. I think it's going to be competitive either way. Um, So we'll see how our uh, predictions line up towards the end of the year. So. Yeah, I mean, everything you just said is right. I mean, the Eagles just – I don't see anything clicking for them. I mean, they could win eight games. I don't really see it happening. Um, yeah. What was their I, record last year? I'm pretty sure they were last in the division yeah. last year too. So it couldn't have been good because I think the Redskins – or forgive me, the Washington football team – they won what six games, seven games. Yeah, I mean it was just tight the whole down the stretch. Yeah, it was not pretty. So they were called the NFC least for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, I mean, it's just such a weird division. But um, if anyone's a fan of any of these teams, I wish you the best of luck this year. I just think Washington's gonna pull it out at the end of the day. I just think you know it's that's a scary team to play. Um depending on how Ryan Fitzpatrick plays and how the chemistry is with the receivers, but he's played for so many different teams. I don't think he has an issue with chemistry. (laughs) Um, Sorry. I just, um, there's a picture floating around it right now on Colts Twitter of Darius Leonard in a boot 
um, mm. saying like, oh, Colts fans, is Arizona okay? Yada, yada, yada. And then someone else said he's out until week eight to nine from what I'm hearing. Sources said they don't want to tell anyone to hurt ticket sales. So everyone's arguing in this Colts group, gentlemen, about the picture. And yeah. it's clearly a picture from like the Pro Bowl because there's a bunch of little kids around. There's no mask anywhere. Okay, yeah. And and you go and you look because someone's like, oh, maybe it's one of his camps that he does. His camp doesn't start until July 2nd. So Yeah, I mean, it's just somebody trying to start something. It's an old picture. Trust me, if, if something was wrong with Darius Leonard, we would know. Yeah. You know, like, you, know, you know, like, you know, analysts are there at every practice, every, you know, like, you can't hide nothing. I was going to say, I got um, quiet for a second because I was trying to look into it, and I was like, oh, God, don't be true. Yeah, because, damn, that would, that would suck. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the season, man. The season's going to be good. I really am. I'm very, very excited. I think season. I'm just excited for people to be in the stadiums, and it's going to – when you're watching it, it's not just going to be, like, this awkward, like, silence and stuff. So – I couldn't stand that. Yeah. The quietness whenever the team's – It was down. so weird. Well, I mean, so Indy, weird. The Colts had fans the whole season, although it was limited. Mm-hmm. Although it was limited, but like there were games where they went to uh, Chicago when they played in Chicago this past year. There was no fans. I don't think. Yeah. There, I don't think there was any fans when they played in Pittsburgh. Mm, there might have been, but I don't remember if there were fans in Pittsburgh. So that game was kind mm-hmm. of quiet. Um, but man. I'm so excited to have fans back in the stands. Yeah, it's going to be amped in Baltimore. I mean, it's going to be night wild. football, baby. Yeah, Monday night football. People are going to be feeling good. Hopefully, the weather's going to be good for you. I mean, well, I'm just, I think, I don't even care if it's raining, honestly. Like, my biggest concern going into it, I'm like, oh man, like, what if it rains or what if it's like one o'clock game on a Sunday and it's hot as crap and we're up in the nose? Yeah. Leagues, then you got to sweat and, and, but yeah. then now, now that it's a night game, oh, Dude, it's going to be so exciting. That's ugh, Monday Night Football is one of the thing, you know, obviously best things to look forward to because Mondays suck and at least you have football. So, um, but yeah, man. I cannot be more excited for that game. There's not words. I think it's going to be a good game, too. I think the Colts will actually win that game because I'm. Um, Colts, um, Colts played the Ravens last year and they handed the game to Baltimore. First half, yeah. they, first half, I think it was. 10 to 3 or 10 to 7 or something, the Colts were up. They were playing lights out, defense going, you know, pursuit drills side to side, doing well with Lamar. And then right. all of a sudden in the second half, offense, yeah, just blew offense, up. offense kept getting three and outs, three and outs, three and outs, and the defense kept having to come back on the field, and they were tired, and they just weren't yeah. as effective. So That's football, though, you know. It's just like you just uh, hope that, you know, you can play full – full game without your team just imploding because I remember as a I mean as a Pats fan it happened all the time still happens all the time you know it's just something that you gotta live with but yeah don't get me wrong don't get me wrong I enjoyed Phillip Rivers as the quarterback I like Phillip Rivers a lot um Mm -hmm. I was grateful for him playing for us um Mm -hmm. but the playbook was definitely limited last year because of his inability oh yeah so I'm yeah that's what you're gonna get out of wins I'm very being able to at least yeah, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was just saying I'm just excited for play actions because they didn't run a lot of play actions with uh, Rivers, and even yeah. when it, even when they did, it was like quick little dump downs here and there. And yeah, 
they were in the shotgun and it was a fake handoff to the running back and then a deep throw like nothing under center full Mm -hmm. extend fake roll out of the pocket deep down the field like we didn't get to see any of that there was no rpos i mean yeah so with 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 wentz being there i'm very excited for the potential that this offense has yeah that's what um like last year with cam we ran a lot of rpos like a bunch and it's exciting because it's actually fun to watch a mobile quarterback play for the Patriots. So, um, <laughs> for the Colts, I can imagine. I mean, since luck, you haven't really had any. Well, yeah, Brissett. Brissett, Brissett was pretty mobile. Get out of here, Brissett. Uh, Just block, block him. Right. He's a, he's a uh, New England here. alumni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I liked Brissett as, like, a teammate and as, like, a player yeah. of the Colts. But he was not a franchise quarterback. He could no, not. No, he that. never was. Never was. He's a good backup, though. So, yeah. But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for our predictions today. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I want to thank Noah for coming on. Of course, he will definitely be back. Of course, on of course. thank you for inviting me. He'll definitely be back on for future episodes, uh, for sure. Especially for, you know, when we get back to school in the fall, and we'll be able to film. Yeah. Stuff. We'll be able to film stuff in person together. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that, bro. We won't have to be over the computer. We can watch football in person together. Um, yep. It's going to be a good time. So I'm very excited. Um, uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you leave a like, comment, share with your friends. Um, let us know what you thought of our predictions. And Noah will be back real soon, I, I think. Um, I, I definitely want to have appreciate it. With fantasy talks coming up soon, um, mm-hmm. Mike and I were talking. Oh, yeah, y'all definitely want to hear my predictions. I'm going to be on it. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be entertaining anyway. <laughs> Mike, and I want to do, yeah. Mike and I want to do an episode where we do a fantasy mock draft together and just yeah. kind of talk about players that we like, don't like, and kind of our – not necessarily our whole game plan going in, but just little tidbits here. Sense. So, yeah, no, that'd be fun. Like, Noah will definitely be on for that. Maybe we can get Doug. Sure, love to. We'll have an event for that one. Yeah, that'd be a great time. Um, but yeah, uh, once again, thank y'all for listening, and we'll be back with another video here real shortly.